You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Years ago, I had a friend named Johnny whose mother was in a car wreck. She flatlined in the hospital, and Johnny's mom had one of those NDEs, a near-death experience. She was able to tell the family conversations that they had had in the waiting room while she was out. And this is someone I know, not someone on the internet or TV, so it makes the account more credible to me personally. And then a few years later, I found out about Dr. Maurice Rollins, who was the president of the American Heart Association. In his book, Beyond Death's Door, Dr. Rollins writes about one day while doing a treadmill test on a mailman, the mailman flatlined. And Dr. Rollins repeatedly had to do CPR in order to bring the mailman back to consciousness. And this guy begged Dr. Rollins to keep up the CPR due to a very negative afterlife experience. And usually, patients want medical professionals to stop the chest compressions because it breaks their ribs. Well, not in this situation. Dr. Rollins went on to chronicle hundreds of NDEs. And this is not some quack, but the president of the American Heart Association who's forgotten more about medical science than most will ever know. And in more recent years, I learned about Dr. Mary Neal, a spine surgeon who had an NDE and came back. Dr. Neal's experience is in the book, Imagine Heaven, that I believe to be the most comprehensive work on this subject. She experienced afterlife and information about her family's future that she could not have known had it been merely caused by brain chemistry at the moment of death. Again, this is not some quack, but a spine surgeon who's forgotten more about medical science than most will ever know. And we could talk about a cardiologist named Dr. Michael Sabom, who was skeptical and set out to refute NDEs. And he took five years to look into the data and concluded that there's something after this life. And here's what Dr. Sabom said. These people saw details of their resuscitation that they could not otherwise have seen. One patient noticed the physician who failed to wear scuffs over his white patent leather shoes. During open heart surgery, in in many cases, I was able to confirm the patient's testimony with medical records and hospital staff. So Dr. Sabon published his findings in the book, Recollections of Death, and in the Journal of American Medical Association. So medical science is becoming increasingly aware of something the Apostle Paul spoke about many, many years ago. And we'll get to what Paul said here in just a minute. But for me, this is very encouraging because we all experience the loss of someone that we love. If you could raise a hand in the comments, how many of you lost a friend or a loved one to death over the past couple of years. Over the past few weeks, those of you who regularly attend City Tribe Church handed in the names of friends and family who passed away during the pandemic, some from COVID and others from various causes. In a few moments, we'll honor those dear ones. But before we do, it's healing for us to be honest with our emotions by leaning into the pain of our losses 
just like on Good Friday when the disciples leaned into the pain of losing Jesus. Can you imagine how they must have felt? The guy who spoke encouragement into them was dead. The guy they saw do miracles was dead. The guy who believed in them and empowered them was dead. These young men lost the man who was dearest to their hearts. And during the pandemic, I witnessed a lot of people's pain from loss as some buried the dearest people to their hearts. I watched crushed parents bury their adult children, some who died from emotional health problems. I watched moms and dads bury infants. Caskets should not be that small. I watched people bury their parents. I watched people express their pain and the truth of the Bible verse, Lamentations chapter 2, verse 11, where the scripture says, I've cried until tears no longer come. My heart is broken. My spirit is poured out in agony. So let's take just a moment, a moment of silence to reflect upon all we've lost and ask for God's help. So just sit there in front of your screen and let's be silent for just a few moments and I'll close our time of reflection in a brief prayer. Dear God, as we lean into the pain of our losses, we pray for your help and your healing. And we humbly ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we've stopped to be honest and authentic about our losses, and now we can transition and we can transition with the help of Lamentations chapter 3, verse 19, which says, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. And here's the transition. Look at it with me. Yet I still dare to hope. I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. Those of us that follow Jesus Christ can take the time to appropriately mourn, to lean into our pain, and then we can say, I still dare to hope. And the reason we can hope is because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. He resurrected. He literally, bodily, and historically rose again from the dead. Would you make the declaration with me today, I still dare to hope when I point to you? Say it out loud. Ready? I still dare to hope. We can say we still dare to hope even when it hurts.
Today, we honor those we've lost. Some of you didn't get a chance to hand in the names of your friends and loved ones that you've lost, but we honor them too. We're a people of honor and hope here at City Tribe, and even though these losses still hurt, we still have hope. So what is it that the great Apostle Paul spoke years ago that gives us this hope? Well, it has to do with afterlife, and we find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look at verse 3. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scripture said. And if our, what's that word? Hope. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. So because of the truth that Jesus rose again from the dead, we can say, I still dare to hope. Paul also taught us that if our hope is in Jesus, that we can be raised too. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42. He says, our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. Therefore, we can say, I still dare to hope. And since we've got the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we want to bring heaven to earth in the here and now. That's why I applaud those of you who brought donations of jeans, shoes, and socks for our homeless friends. So, how does one receive this resurrection hope of heaven? Well, it's summed up in a story that I read many years ago. One day, a bus driver was taking 40 children home from school, and the brakes went out, and he was driving down a hill. And he couldn't pull off to the left because of a steep embankment. And he couldn't pull off to the right because of a cliff. And his plan was to coast down the hill, bust through a gate, and hopefully slow down in the field that was behind the gate. And as he was rolling down the hill, everything was going according to plan until he turned the slight curve at the bottom of the hill and he noticed a boy 
was sitting on the gate. And the bus driver in a moment had to make a decision. Would he swerve and kill the 40 children in the bus or would he plow through the gate? Well, in a moment, he made the decision to plow through the gate, instantly killing the boy. And it saved the life of the 40 children in the bus as the bus slowed down in the field. Rescue workers were the first ones to arrive on the scene. And then eventually the parents got there. And one parent came up to a rescue worker and said, man, I would really like to thank the bus driver for saving my child's life. Where is the bus driver? And the rescue worker said he was immediately taken to the hospital because the bus driver is in severe shock. And the parent said, yeah, I can understand that after what he's just gone through. To which the rescue worker said, I don't know if you can understand it because you see the boy on the gate was the bus driver's son. So let's evaluate the story just for a minute because every illustration breaks down at some point, doesn't it? See, the story does a great job of illustrating how God the Father sent his son Jesus into the world to die on the cross like the boy on the gate so that you and I could have our sins forgiven. But here's where the story goes wrong. Both the boy and the bus driver were surprised by the circumstance that caused the death of the boy. The bus driver had to make an instant decision in a moment of surprise. And here's where the gospel is altogether different. That God the Father and Jesus the Son were in no way surprised by our sin condition here on the earth. And Jesus willingly and voluntarily came to earth and died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sin and for yours. It was voluntary. He knew what he was getting into. Why? Because he loves you and wants you to have a relationship with God. If you've never begun love relationship with God, What do you say we talk to him right now? We call that prayer. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes and just say something just between you and God in your own words, perhaps something like this. God, look, I know I've sinned and made mistakes. But right now, God, I choose to believe that Jesus Christ was the boy on the gate. Jesus Christ died on the cross For my sin, I welcome you into my life. And God, I choose to believe that Jesus rose again from the dead on the third day to give me new life. Welcome into my life. And as we continue in prayer, those of us that have known Christ perhaps for a short time or some of us for a long time, We say, thank you, Jesus. We do not take for granted that we're like the 40 children in the bus who are saved because of the sacrifice that you made. And today, on this day, we celebrate your resurrection that proves you are who you said you are, the Lord. So we pray all these things to your credit, glory, and honor, Jesus. Everyone said, amen. Amen. 
Well, if you believed in Jesus today or at any time in your life, the first step of obedience is to be baptized. And since you're worshiping online today, we'll have opportunities for you to get baptized in the future. There are actually going to be some baptisms that we'll film today at our live Easter services, and we'll make that video available in the future so that you can enjoy those baptisms. But next Sunday, make sure and tune back in or come in person down to the Cameo because we're going to start a brand new series called Puro Purpose. There is a pure, authentic purpose for your life that God has. And over the next many weeks, we're going to talk about how you can know your purpose here in the world. And so as we wrap up today, you can put your hands out in a position to receive. And I've written a benediction poem to wrap up our experience today. And I'm going to point to you. When I point to you, I want you to say our transforming idea. I still dare to hope. Ready? I still dare to hope. It's no joke. The afterlife is not a hoax. Jesus' resurrection is legit. So I'm not inclined to quit my belief in something more than this life, which unfortunately includes strife and loss. I've been honest about my losses, shed many tears under the crosses of the graveside. I've cried till no more tears come out. Now I can shout that I still dare to hope. It's not just emotions. Use your head. The evidence reveals that Jesus rose from the dead, so eventually he'll stop all our crying. For now, live like you're dying. Shoot, I may go skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing, 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. But what about you? Will you join up with our crew, a tribe of people who say, I still dare to hope? Are you going to just give up? I say, nope. I still dare to hope. Good folk, let me throw you a rope and pull you up from despair. Now you can declare, I still dare to hope. Say it one more time. I still dare to hope. You guys have an amazing Easter, and we'll see you next time. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, Check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.